Hey, welcome back to the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Yeah. Well, hey, you're about to listen to the Bitcoin Podcast announcements, and we got to tell you something. What's come to our attention, people didn't realize this, and we got to let you know, these are sponsored episodes, meaning that the participants that come on these episodes have paid to get access to you, and that's the way that works. So, featured on our network means that it's sponsored. So, um, we wanted to get that out in the open. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Here it is. Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. Welcome back to Bitcoin Podcast Announcements. If you heard that music, you know what ta- you know what it's time for. It's time for another announcement. And today we're gonna jump right in. We're joined by the founder and CEO of the Celsius Network, uh, Mr. Alex Mashinsky. How are you doing, Alex? Great, great. Thanks for having us. Good deal. Well, we like to start these interviews uh, mostly the same, and that is to figure out a little bit about your background. And and how that background uh, met with cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, and then we'll kind of spin that into how that uh, eventually led to the emergence of the Celsius network. So, sure. So tell us more about yourself. <laughs> so I'm an immigrant. I came uh, to the states uh, 30 years ago. I was born in Ukraine, uh, grew up in Israel, and and uh, was lucky enough to. Lived the American dream. I did seven startups as a founder, um, raised a billion dollars, had uh, amazing ex- exits, and and um, one of the companies I founded, Arbinet, was uh, the first company to build the voice over IP. So I wrote the original patents and protocols for voice over IP back in 1994, and today uh, three and a half billion people use it every day. You know, so it's something that used to cost two or three dollars a minute, right? You wanted to call your your uh, family overseas or whatever people used to plan for that a year in advance you know because they couldn't spend the money so i remember calling my grandma and she hung up on me because she said it was too expensive and i should never call her you know that that was the -hmm. world we lived in and today uh people my kids uh you know just uh they're on uh whatsapp all day long they don't even hang up they just uh just on all the time so that experience of going from something that was uh, scarce and expensive to something that's abundant and free is basically the same thing that we think should happen to money and we should move from uh, voice over IP to money over IP, right? From VoIP to MoIP. So my, uh, if you look at what uh, what I've done my entire career, bringing wireless to the subways in New York, Transit Wireless, a company I founded, you know, 8 million people didn't have... Uh, access to connectivity when they went underground in any of the 300 stations 
and uh, you know fought with the city with the MTA to bring that into the system and I got the carriers to pay for it so New York uh, visitors and residents are using it for free and uh, for once the carriers are paying for stuff and not us so crypto is is very similar to this right crypto is kind of is the revolution that's supposed to bring power back to the people uh, the banks have been dominant in our lives for the last 700 years they just get bigger and bigger more powerful more po- and more powerful and when they make a mistake we always bail them out so it's just not a fair not a fair relationship you know it's not a relationship that that would work in any kind of marriage or any kind of family so so we want to replace that with something that acts in the best interest of the community and we think the blockchain cryptocurrencies open ledger consensus are the perfect uh pieces that you can put together to create a community bank or a replacement for the bank. Our slogan is unbank yourself, right? Uh, something where uh, instead of all of this value uh, goes to the executives and to the shareholders of the bank, uh, it goes to the depositors, right? Uh, today, most depositors get almost zero or 1% on their deposits. And the bank turns around and uh, lends your money, right? You make the deposit. They take your money, lend it to me on my credit card, charge me 25%. You get 1%. They keep 24%. The bank keeps 24%, 90% of the value. So what all we've done is we said, forget about 25%. We're going to charge everybody 9%. And we're going to take 5 6 or 7% of that and give it back to the community as a, as a weekly distribution. So Celsius Network now has... Uh, over 18,000 users from all over the world, from over 100 countries. We only accept cryptocurrencies. You cannot deposit uh, dollars with us or yen or euros. And we pay interest on deposits. So all of our hodlers basically, you know, they have Bitcoin, Ether, Litecoin. Some of them have stable coins like uh, USDC or PAX uh, uh, or TUSD and, and so on. And, and um uh, they get a weekly distribution based on how well we've done creating income for the community, right? So we give up to 80% back to the community. We publish a weekly rate. That's what everybody gets. And it doesn't matter if you deposit $1 or $1 million, you get treated equally, which is obviously not the case with the banks. So that's basically the, the value prop. Uh, and uh, it's pretty easy to find us on on. If you Google the name Celsius Network or if you go to Telegram Celsius Network or Twitter Celsius Network, you'll, you'll find us and, and just download the app, try it out. It's, it's, uh, it's here for the community. So let's slow it down a little bit and rewind it. Let's get back to, you know, there was a specific problem you saw, uh, whether in like the traditional financial markets or something not, something was being underserviced in the cryptocurrency community. And so what, what problem was that, if you could elucidate on it? And then sure. why do you think Celsius is, is doing it the best? Yeah, it's a great question because really I've been holding coins since 2013 and, and uh, invested in different projects, uh, several ICOs. I'm an advisor to a bunch of different uh, blockchains and, 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 and projects. And uh, we really, as someone who's been around when the Internet got started and seeing how the Internet got to, you know, when the internet was 10 years old, it had 600 million users. You know, we we have less than 30 million now, and we're just we just had our birthday, 10-year-old birthday, right, for the Bitcoin. So, I asked myself the question, why? Why is the adoption not there? And 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 the main answer was that 
that that you know there was even though I wrote protocols and algorithms and and patents and so on, I, I have over fifty patents to my name. The answer was not to write yet another uh, protocol, right? To create another blockchain because there's over two hundred of them, and uh, we haven't made much progress uh, creating additional ones. So the issue was really a killer app. We needed something that every person on the planet needs. And and uh, I asked myself a simple question. I said, if is there anyone on this planet that doesn't want uh, more credit, the ability to borrow more at a lower rate? And the answer is obviously no. Everybody wants to to have more access to capital. And does anyone on the planet wants to earn more on their capital, more on their deposits? And uh, and the obvi- the obvious answer is yes. Uh, and when you went out there and you looked around, you you could not find a single app. Or website or anything that pays you interest on your crypto not a single place you know even the people that made announcements when you actually try to use a service you'll find out that you can't use the service they're all just uh... so all we decided to do is focus on those two things on creating higher interest income and creating uh, more credit for the community right creating a much cheaper uh, uh, loans because we focused on doing it in the best interest of our membership. So, you know, most people don't like banks, but but you know, banks are really not your friends, and you cannot, you're not going to meet a single bank or bank employee that will look at you in the eye and say, "I'm acting in your best interest," right? And and really, uh, everything that's driving what we're doing is about how do we bring the next hundred million people into crypto. How do we get them to trust the community that they're in? How do we get them to get involved and bring other people into this? And how do we build an institution that acts in their best interest? And that's really what Celsius is all about. So, so tell me a little bit more about the um, the interest payouts and and how is that working for me as a deposit? Like you mentioned earlier, you know, with my bank, I get 0.1 percent interest. It's beautiful. I get a whole whopping three dollars and 35 cents a year in interest uh for depositing my money there but celsius is promising a lot more of a return so i guess without giving away the secret sauce how how are you doing that well (laughs) anyone anyone look anyone who tells you it's a secret uh, then you should not give them any money because uh, if you don't know how uh, the institution makes its money, then don't you, you shouldn't trust them. And that's really the, the problem we have with banks. I mean, we, we think that the banks are safe. We think that they do good things, but every 10 or 15 years, we have to bail them out, right? I lived through four bailouts. 2008 was the last time we had to bail out banks, and that cost us over $20 trillion with a T. That's how much the average person in America lost. They lost their 23 million people lost their homes and so on, right? The banks... 2009, they paid themselves higher bonuses. So record bonuses, right, on Wall Street. So we do something very, very simple. We take crypto deposits, right? So people, like I said, 18,000 people gave us crypto deposits uh, from all over the world. They just open an account. They deposit uh, one-tenth of a Bitcoin. And uh, uh, we pay Bitcoin on Bitcoin, meaning every week you see uh, a fraction of a Bitcoin showing up in your account, which represents the interest that the community as a whole earned. How do we earn interest? We issue dollar loans and we lend coins. Those are the two services we provide. 
how do we issue dollar loans? People come to us and say, I have Bitcoin. I don't want to sell it because I'll have to pay taxes. Can I borrow against it? Just like Fidelity or somebody else allows me, or E-Trade allows me to borrow against my Apple share without paying tax or selling the Apple share itself. Uh, that's what the rich guys do, right? They defer their taxes. Donald Trump defers his taxes by not selling his real estate, but just borrowing against it. So all we do is enable something that is done by everybody else with other asset classes. We do it with Bitcoin. So you can come to us, you can deposit the Bitcoin, get a loan. You can borrow up to 50% of the value of the Bitcoin. So for example, you give us $10,000 worth of Bitcoin, you can borrow $5,000. We charge you uh, uh, on a 50% LTV, loan to value ratio, we charge 8.95%. We take that interest, the interest is paid to us in dollars, right? We take the dollars, we go to the market, we buy Bitcoin with it. We look to see who gave us the Bitcoin. We distribute that Bitcoin across all the accounts that we have, all 18,000 accounts. Let's assume for a second that they all have Bitcoin. They're all going to get pro rata of that interest that came from that one uh, uh, account that took a loan, right? That's one, one form of income. The second form of income is we have hedge funds and institutions that come to us and say, look, if I uh, use my Bitcoin to buy Ethereum or buy some ICO or move it around, I have to pay taxes also. So can I borrow? I'll, I'll deposit my Bitcoin with you and I want to borrow a Bitcoin against my Bitcoin and do the transaction with that. And then I don't have to pay a tax, right? I can, again, I, I'm only going to pay capital gains, but no uh, tax on it. So there are a variety of reasons. Uh, and today, exchanges do all of this, right? They just don't send you a check at the end of the week or at the end of the month and say, oh, hi, you know, th thank you for being a Binance customer. Here's all the money we made on your coins that you gave us for free. Uh, you know, we, Binance made all cl close to $500 million in 2018. Did you get a check from them uh, saying thank you for using your coins for free? So that's what most people don't understand because they, they don't know how the system works. So all we've done is took what the banks do, what the financial institutions do, what the exchanges do, and distribute most of that value back to the community. Awesome. What about, uh, heaven forbid, one of those people that's taken out a cash loan happens to default? Yeah, it's a great question because we, we only issue asset-backed loans. What does it mean? It means that you cannot take a loan from us unless you first gave us your coins. Right, so we only lend against coins. We only lend against uh, stable coins. I would say more stable, a Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, and so on. Right, the top uh, five or six. Uh, we accept deposits of seventeen different coins. Five of them are the are uh, like USDC are, are, are stable coins, right? Uh, but most of the coins we lend against uh, are are the the you know, the better coins, and we only lend 50 cents on the dollar. Meaning if you did not uh, pay us back the loan, we have $2 of every dollar we lend you. So the community will never get hurt, right? Mm -hmm. So, so, but think about your credit card company or your bank, right? Let's say you went on the trip overseas and you decided to stay an extra week because it was so much fun and you forgot to pay your credit card bill, right? You couldn't do it remotely or whatever, or you forgot to pay your mortgage bill. The bank... It, you know, charges you fees and a late fee and raises your interest rates and just 
that they love that stuff, right? That's how they make all their money. Uh, Celsius never charges any fees, does not charge any penalties. There's no early termination because when you're acting in the best interest of the community, why would you charge them all these fees? All we have to do is to take a fraction of a Bitcoin, sell it, and satisfy the loan, right? Yeah. Satisfy the, the piece of the payment that you didn't make. So uh, you already gave us $2 of every dollar you borrowed, so there's no reason to to really penalize you and, and act in a, in a nasty way the way all of these guys do. Because, again, they're not there to protect your interests. They're there to maximize their profitability, and the banks do an excellent job in, in maximizing profitability. You know, they, they're making, JP Morgan makes $20 billion a quarter, $80 billion a year in profit, not in revenues, in profit. So, and that's not enough, you know. They come up with new fees every month. Every, every month you see them sending a statement saying, oh, by the way, you know, that free checking account, guess what? If you forgot to move money between accounts and you wrote a check against it by mistake, that's going to be a $60 penalty from now on, you know. Mm -hmm. And so on. So, so there's no reason for that. I mean, they have your money. Why are they penalizing you for for not balancing your checkbook? So, so all we've done is we're taking the service that all of these institutions do, uh, uh, where you, in a centralized world, you needed them in the middle. You needed the bank to be the intermediary, the toll collector, the guy, the trusted party between you and all the people you were paying. And replacing it with a decentralized service running on the Ethereum platform. Obviously, we support all the different blockchains, but our the Celsius network itself uses Ethereum. And uh, through that, you can use, you can earn interest, you can uh, get a loan, and we have another service called CellPay where you can actually send coins to anyone on the planet, even if they don't have an account, by just knowing their SMS or WhatsApp or email. You can send them a coin or a fraction of a coin and, and onboard them onto the blockchain, make them part of the community. So we solved the, the, okay, how do you bring new people in? Because today, if I wanted to send you something, right, let's say I want to pay you for this interview, I have to call you, ask you for your account, you will send it to me, then we'll do a test transaction, then I have to call you and ask you if you got it, and then I have to make the payment, right? So that just doesn't make any sense. You have to do seven things before you can actually send somebody uh, whatever, you want to split a bill, you want to pay for a taxi, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that should be instant. So CellPay allows you to do that in an instant way. And it's been a very popular service. Again, people use it all over the world. And it bridges the gap of all, the majority of the population that doesn't know anything about the blockchain or Bitcoin and doesn't know how to become part of it. So it makes it really, really easy to bring people to the to this community. So... Tell me a little bit more about this money over internet protocol. I think it's a savvy name. People are pretty familiar with voice over internet protocol by now. And so what is this technology? How does it differ from what blockchain offers? And yeah, it's it's not different. It's just a different name. So so the reason I, I think MOIP is a better um, uh, way to call things is because I can tell you that, again, those three and a half billion people that are using VoIP every day, if I ask them, how does it actually work? Uh, they wouldn't be able to tell you. They have no clue yeah, what happens you. behind the scene. You just, yeah, just this phone call right now, this conversation we're having is a VoIP conversation. But you press the button, I press the button, and here we are, right? We're doing what we need to do. So, so I think, uh, but in the beginning, you know, when I, when I did the first VoIP call on the internet, 1994, 
I had to put the TCP/IP address into the uh, the system I was using. I was I, I had to create a connection with the other server, and if I had too many hops, I had to reinitiate the connection, and I had to look at the latency, and I had to deal with all of the technical issues that had to do with establishing uh, a connection between uh, a peer and another peer on the, on the internet, right? So we hid all of that complexity with a really, really simple service, and services like Skype or WhatsApp has done, have done an exceptional job doing this, right? And we need to do the same thing for the blockchain and for Bitcoin and for other cryptocurrencies. We need to hide all that complexity because most people don't care about how this stuff works. What they want to do is click on a button, send somebody $5 or click on another button, pay a bill and know that they don't, uh, that, they, that this institution that is, is doing the transaction is acting in their best interest. And hopefully, again, this is a decentralized institution that that will outlast all of us that will replace all the banks it's your opportunity to unbank yourself and uh, stop giving your money to these people who are not your friends so that's interesting it's so how is celsius network decentralized it says to me it sounds like you're not necessarily unbanking people but just being a better bank so how, not at all how do not I at clarify all clarify that that's just in my head, so clear. Yeah, no, no, look, you, you're hitting the nail on the head. I mean, because most people, if you ask them to describe the centralized institution, they wouldn't be able to describe that. You know what, today, what is the largest decentralized application on the Internet today? It's not the Bitcoin. It's actually voice over IP. You know, voice over IP does not have a single owner. There's not a single network that owns it. Everybody can use it in every way. Everybody can create their own subnet or their own organization. Like, again, this is a Google call. Google created their own version of VoIP, right? You don't have to use them. You can use anybody else. So, so MoIP is kind of the same way. It, it's not about Celsius doing it. Celsius is just one implementation of this technology, right? But the main advantage, the, the main difference of what Celsius does that no one else has done is that we're saying, look, the only way you can trust Celsius as an organization is if you can audit us at any time because the audit function is one of the most important functions of the blockchain, right? All of us can don't have to trust each other. We can all go to the blockchain and see who owns what at any time, who paid whom at what amount at any time. So if a bank, if all banks, right, uh, when they took your money, they immediately went and they registered all these transactions and said, okay, we just picked up some money from Alex. We're going to put it here. We're going to invest it uh, there. We're going to make income from that. And we're going to show you how we're using the money and who gets to benefit from it. What did we take with the profit? Who got the profit? Right? The banks will never do that because they, they, lack, they hate transparency. Right? And most people don't know that because of fractional reserve, that's a law that, you know, that's how the banks operate with fractional reserve. For every dollar you give them, they're allowed to lend $10. They create $10 out of thin air. And that's why they get in trouble because they're always over leverage and there's no uh, transparency. No one, not, not, a, not a single depositor uh, can go and uh, demand from a bank to tell them where their money is and what they're using it for and, and how it's being used and, and can you get it back and so on. And we all know what happens. If all of us go to the bank at the same time and ask them to get our money out, uh, the banks can't do that, right? They'll be out of business in a second. So 
So the beauty of the blockchain, the beauty of, of what Celsius has created is this full transparency. We tell the entire community, hey, here are all the deposits we got. Here are all the accounts. You can see every one of our 18,000 users, right? All, you, you don't know who they are, but you can see their wallets, right? And you know how much money is in each wallet. You just don't know who owns it, right? You can see how many loans Celsius did. You can see how much income came in. You can see if Celsius stood by its commitment and distributed most of it to the wallet holders. Or did, did Alex take all the money and put it in his own pocket? Or did he give it to his shareholders, right? So, so you can very easily, even if you're not a user of Celsius, you can audit the function. You can look at, at what's happening and you can say, is this organization acting in my best interest? Are they performing the function that they promised? And if they don't, then you can just hop to the neighbor who's probably going to compete with us and have them do the same thing, right? Move your money, move your coins in an instant from Celsius to this other organization, just like you can move from using Google Voice to using Skype or using WhatsApp or using a thousand other companies that are all running on the same protocol called Voice of IP. So, um, are you looking to extend? Well, before I ask that question, is Celsius what you would consider a custodial service? So, once I deposit so we, or send my crypto to you, you now have the private keys, or is it a multi-sig? How does that handshake work? Yeah, that's a great question because you know, and and here I I. I don't agree with most of the community, right? This is one of those things. On most things, I agree with all the guys that, all the famous guys you know, like I look, I listen to them talk about Bitcoin and Ethereum and Ripple and this and that, and I agree with most of the stances. But the one thing that where we do have a problem is that uh, imagine a bank in which uh, if you lost your password to your account, you lost all the money in the bank. Right. I mean, that sounds ridiculous. Right. Obviously, you can walk in, share your ID and they reset your account. And here you go. But since Bitcoin was created, over 20 percent of all the money, all the coins uh, disappeared. Why? Because people lost their keys. And, and there's no reset button. There's no branch. There's no one to call and say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, my own son, I, I wanted to get my son into this. You know, he's 16 years old. If uh, three or four years ago I started sending him coins to his wallet, he ran out of space on his phone and he deleted the whole thing and and forgot that he didn't write the key anywhere else. You know, so so that is not a friendly experience. So I think part of the reason why we got stuck at this 20 or 30 million users and we did not get to that 600 or a billion or right now there's over four and a half billion people using the internet. The reason we didn't scale into that is because we didn't solve the problems. We did not solve the user experience problem. We did not solve the fact that most people on the planet expect you to be able to reset a password when they forget it or reset uh, you know, an account when they don't remember what, uh, what it says. So, so the, the issue, I think, is that what Celsius is trying to do, and it's not about us keeping your keys. We are using a company like BitGo. We also use other custodians who are some of the oldest and best custodians on the planet, right, to store all the, all the, all the uh, uh, coins. We don't store them ourselves. The address you see in our wallet, when you download the Celsius network wallet and it tells you, hey, put your coins here, it goes straight into Bitcoin. You can audit the, the, the account and see. You can basically see who, 
who has it, right? So Pico has a great track record. Yeah, exactly. But but again, they're not the only ones. You, you don't want all your coins there because if they have a problem, then uh, you will have a problem too. So we use multiple custodians. Uh, but our job is to make sure that if you lost your password, uh, we authenticate you and then we give you a reset. And, and that's what's going to allow the next few hundred million people to join. So it's great for the uh, hardcore guys and the guys that are, uh, you know, not your, not your uh, keys, not your coins. I love that, right? But I, I, I can manage my keys, right? But my son can't. So what are we going to do? We're going to tell a whole generation, sorry, you guys, listen, this Bitcoin thing is just for the, for the old farts who've been in it since 2008, right? <laughs> I mean, that just doesn't work. So, yeah. so it's got, I think... Yeah. At most, it could be a transition, right? We, like we a, need to solve the problem. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I, you, you may disagree with me what uh, the solution is, but we cannot continue doing it the way it is. Very true. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think if I have any more. Oh, yeah, there's one little question, probably a bonus question. Um, do you see Celsius Network and the MOIP, uh, Money Over Internet Protocol, being tied into this growing um, demand we see for Bitcoin and crypto ATMs? Uh, Bitcoin and crypto ATMs are popping up all over the place. Um, you see uh, Celsius Network sliding into that, just kind of emulating... You know, the way I can go to a Bank of America kiosk and take out some money. So I think, we, you know, there's a lot of great companies doing that. And I know they're, they're very successful deploying these in South America, for example, in, in Argentina. It's very popular in Brazil, Venezuela, you know, Turkey, all these places. There is a vending machine popping up everywhere. Uh, but that's because all those countries have a uh, problem with their currency, right? So people want to get paid and they run immediately to the ATM machine and they immediately want their Bitcoin, right? So um, yeah. so that's not really our purpose. We, we're solving a little bit different problem. We're not solving the problem. We don't touch uh, any of these currencies. We don't touch dollars or yen or euros. We only help you after you have your Bitcoin. So you bought that Bitcoin from a vending machine. Great. Now, what are you doing with it? You're gonna just sit on it and put it under your mattress, or put it in a hard, in a cold uh, storage, and and hope that everything's gonna be wonderful. Well, now you have a second alternative. You can put it in Celsius or an interest and help the community by joining Celsius and putting your coins here. You're lowering the cost of borrowing for everybody, right? The more coins we have, the lower the cost of the money that we borrow. The lower the cost of the money we lend to our members. Right, it's like Costco. It's like you go to Costco. Why? Because they have the best products, and all you have to do is pay a membership fee. Celsius is like a member organization. It's a, it's exactly the same thing. So we are here to work with people like the vending guys and like uh, Bitgo and like uh, you know all the people we partner with, all the different coins, seventeen coins that we have in our wallets. We are, we're here to work with all of these guys to create a better community and bring people that are not using the service today to um, to join and 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 benefit from this. And and you know a lot of people ask me they're like oh you know like uh, why why are coins down ninety percent Alex can you explain it you know like what and and it's really a very simple explanation you know because people are nervous right they're like should I hodl or should I not hodl. So one of the things that is very important is that, you know, we launched just over 200 days ago, 
And I can tell you, 196 of those 200 days, we had more deposits and withdrawals. And during that period, uh, Bitcoin lost half of its value, meaning uh, the community is not the one selling. The community is not the one putting pressure on the coin. Uh, hodlers will stay hodlers. It's more about speculators who are out there uh, who are basically uh, just tourists who came to 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 you know crypto land hoping that they're going to get rich quick and now they're all leaving on the next flight back to fiat land so so if you think about if you think about satoshi's creation right this beautiful thing called the bitcoin right satoshi creates it and unfortunately the first guys to grab the baton from satoshi were uh, anarchists right i mean we had the first million people were all anarchists who wanted to blow up the world right they came here to blow up the, the use a bitcoin to blow up the world they they couldn't get any traction so they handed off the baton to the libertarians the libertarians took the baton from the uh anarchists and said we're going to save the world using the same baton we're going to take this bitcoin and use it to save the world right and and do good everywhere and they only got three million people to join them so they had to hand it off to the next next group and unfortunately, again, the next group was, was the speculators. They got 20 million people to join. That's the run you had in 16, 17, uh, and so on. And they got the price from 2,000 to 20,000. The reason they were all so excited was because they thought they're going to hand off the baton to the institutions. That was 2018. The institutions were supposed to step in and take the prices to a million dollars or whatever everybody thought it was going to go to. And that just didn't happen. It didn't happen because of regulatory issues and scalability issues and, and, and a whole bunch of other things. So here we are. We dropped the baton. The price has dropped by 80 or 90 percent. But the community doubled. Uh, Bloomberg just had an article in January 2019 that said the total number of people who joined the community in 2018 was more than the previous 10 years put together, meaning it's more than doubled during the same time that prices dropped. So there's nothing wrong with the community. The community is, is healthy. The price is not healthy. And the reason the price is not healthy is because we let the speculators dominate this industry instead of creating a killer app like borrowing, like lending, earning interest, and so on, and really grow this organically like the internet grew. That's a very – I like that story. I feel like you've, you've practiced it quite a bit. It does, it does paint a good picture of how the timeline's gone. But it's a reality. Look, yeah, you can check is. all these facts. I'm not making anything up. It's all yeah, like, you're I'm, absolutely I'm not right. Here, I just like the way you present it. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not here to try to make people keep their coins, and in reality, the coins are going to go down. And I buy coins every week. Every I have a standing order every week. I spend a few thousand dollars buying coins, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and so on, because I'm a believer. I'm long all these coins. So uh, I, I'm, I am saying, I'm explaining what I think is happening. And uh, I might be wrong, but uh, that's, I think that explanation paints a very good picture of, of, of uh, what's working and what's not working. Good deal. Well, we'll wrap it up. Um, I like to ask this question as a trademark question for this particular show. Is there anything that I should have asked you that I didn't? Well, I think the, the key question here is, uh, that we need, we all need to ask ourselves is what are we willing to do to make the world a better place and how are we are we really doing we wake up every morning and we have a choice are we gonna uh, spend our time on creating profit and creating 
uh, and try to c climb the corporate ladder and basically help centralization, right? Help this keep this pyramid in which we all live where, where we work for someone and they work for someone and the boss at the top makes all the money or do we want to reinvent the world and create a decentralized uh, place where all of us are measured by our contribution to society instead of how much profit we can generate. And I think today the problem we're having is that, that most of the people who are um, uh, we admire are, are billionaires. Because somebody can accumulate wealth, we think that they are our heroes, right? And, and uh, I remember not too long ago where our heroes were the astronauts and the physicists and the people who actually created things, right? Made the world a better place. And, and I think we just need to go back to that. And if you believe that decentralization driven by the, the blockchain, driven by uh, Bitcoin, is the right path, then you, you, meaning you, you, your listeners, need to really do more than just sit on the sidelines or buy a few coins. And they need to help this movement, help this revolution uh, take hold. Because our children, I think, you know, and I have six kids at home, uh, don't have a future if we continue uh, in this world where we have centralized giant companies that take advantage of all of us and we do nothing about it. Very strong point. And it definitely taps into some of the older uh, central themes of the, the cryptocurrency community. Uh, maybe they do need to be reawakened. So, um, Alex, thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for coming on the show. Thanks for having us. And, uh, you know, uh, I hope to do this in a year from now and all of us celebrating uh, you know the coins hitting all-time highs. So definitely, should we yes. uh, leave the listeners real quick with how to get Celsius Network? And sure. To reach it, out to you if, if at all possible. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm on LinkedIn. I'm I'm on email. Alex at Mashinsky, my last name. Dot com. So you can email me directly. The um, you can just go to the App Store or to Android and uh, download the Celsius Network app. And try it out. And if it works for you, uh, use our cell pay feature to bring other people into the community. You can sell them a few satoshis and 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 just onboard people and show them how easy it is. You will be shocked uh, to see how well we hid all this complexity with keys, and you won't have to enter a key even once. You know, so so that's really what this is all about. And and tell us well how we can improve the product. You know. Uh, email us or or get on telegram and you know we have uh, i think twelve thousand users on telegram so come and tell us how we can make the product product even better all righty thank you much thanks so much <laughs>